Hello listeners, just before we start, this is a small disclaimer that there is some swearing in this episode, so if you are easily offended or you think it is not appropriate for you, then you are more than welcome to skip this episode. Hello everyone, I'm Jamie Leeds UK and we're back again and we have another killer main to talk to today and this is a good one. It's someone I picked up on day one and for quite a while I played him quite a lot and we're talking about the Death Slinger. So before we get into that, let's check in with our co-host. How are you today? Hey, I'm great, thanks for asking. It's uh, it's me, Topher, and Deslinger was someone I also picked up for a bit after release two. He was, well, before Trickster came out, he was the only other ranged killer next to Huntress, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah, so back then there wasn't the whole, oh, another ranged killer to deal with. Okay, so let's talk about my experience with the Deathslinger. So Deathslinger is a very good killer, but he does still have his problems. Now that he's been nerfed, he can't aim down sights as quickly as he used to, but he's still a very good killer. Um, so some of the perks that I was using on him, you know, back in the day was save the best for last, monotone abuse, barbecue and pop. Uh, these were just like some of the standard ones, you know, barbecue and chili for your blood points, bit of informational perk there. Pop goes a weasel, where you kick a gen after hooking someone. Monotone abuse, because his terror radius was very small, he benefited a lot from monotone abuse. So, yeah, just to lower his terror radius so you can get close to him. And, and we saved the best for last. You can spare your obsession to save stacks, hit everybody else, and quickly follow up with another attack since you recover so quickly. And you don't lose a stack. So that that's pretty decent. After his nerf, I changed my playstyle a little bit, and now I use No Way Out, Dead Man's Switch, Deadlock, and Scourge Hook, Pain Resonance. So No Way Out, so every person that I hook, I block the door for 12 seconds, plus 12 seconds for each token, which totals up to 60 seconds. But yeah, it blocks the doors for a bit longer. Uh, Dead Man's Switch, so what that does is it blocks the gens for 45 seconds. Uh, Deadlock blocks the highest gen after a gen has been completed. So that'll help you with the gen regression and your pain resonance. Each time a survivor is hooked, the gen with the most progression explodes, losing 15% regression. And the survivors, that if they're on the gen, they'll scream. So that'll give you a little bit of information as well. So for another build that I used to use on him is the good old faithful undying ruin tinkerer on barbecue and chili. Barbecue and chili because I like the blood points. Tinkerer gave me uh, undetectable status once the gen reaches 70%. And then ruin because I wanted to try and keep the gen regression going as much as possible. And undying just to help ruin stay up as long as possible. You can pretty much use them on most killers, to be honest. And it does work well on Deathslinger. For the add-ons, I was using, you know, things like reload speed and reeling speed. Didn't really know what to use because he was quite new. So you 
pretty much had to just use whatever you had really now i just go with reload speed because reeling speed is just useless anyway you can walk towards them and you can pull them in quickly anyway so it doesn't really make no difference uh i would definitely stay away from the eerie add-ons they're just absolute rubbish so the killer is a 4.4 meter per second but when you're aiming down sight he drops down to 3.74 meters per second He's 110% killer, but yeah, his aim down sights now is considerably, it takes a lot longer, not not, an, not a massive amount, but it's quite a bit longer compared to what he used to be, but yeah, he just can't spam anymore, which is good, because he was a bit overpowered, and if you can get some decent hits off with him, you know, try and get them over pallets. And try and drag them around if you can. Stay away from high walls. And uh, you can still shoot through windows and pull them towards the window as well. You'll, you'll still get the hit and you'll still get the down. But yeah, that's my experience with Deslinger. What about you, Tofa? Well, I have a, I probably have slightly less experience than you playing it. I played, I played him a little bit. When he came out, he was, again, only the second ranged killer on the roster. So he was unique enough um his ranged was a slight hit scan wasn't at long range it wasn't a a perfect hit scan you did have to kind of at least i felt the further they were the sort of more slightly more forward you had to shoot to um to get the shot on the survivors um when he came out he he was able to like quick scope you could just aim down sight and instantly shoot he was a lot easier to play back then uh, not so much now, though, where you have to wait about a second or so before you fire. It means you can't just aim at a survivor that's about to turn a corner and just instantly shoot like before. You've got to get, you've got to aim at them before they return that corner and try and get them on before they turn it. But um, the perks I'd use would be, I would probably use the same eight or nine perks nearly all the time. Barbecue, just for the blood points and the aura reading it gave me was always valuable just like yourself save the best for last you could always just shoot the obsession and let the chain break so they'll take that health stage uh pop because of how meta it usually is was and still is um when trickster came out i whacked on no way out as well it's it gets a lot of value on a lot of killers um jolt i like using perks that work passively in the background that i don't have to go out of my way to use even i'm all ears when a survivor just fast vaults a window or a dropped pallet Knowing where to pre-aim on a corner was always sort of valuable sort of information to know as well. And the good old-fashioned pain resonance and dead man switch combo was always good. Um, His add-ons, I almost always go with the double reload speed. Um, At least I used to. When I was sort of bad with my shots, I'd whack on double reload. If I missed, it wouldn't be too, too bad. I could just reload quick and try again. But um, over time, I started using other add-ons like the real speed as well, the the uh, the Bay Shores Gold Tooth. I'd sometimes use the Prison Chain to make it take even longer for the survivors to um, to break free from the chain. And I would always just try and herd survivors away from all the long the high wall sort of um, looping spots, so I can always just keep an eye on them and shoot them over low walls. Okay, so when going against Deathslinger, he's he's a tricky character. Um... You've got to constantly be looking back. Um, now that his ADS is a lot slower, uh, it's a little bit easier. But like 
he wants you to dodge left and right and it's his way of trying to get you to slow down I, I would suggest maybe not dodging left to right as much you know try and hold W as much as you can and then maybe just an odd flick here and there because uh, then you won't get slowed down so much so but when 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 coming up to a pallet as well if you've got dead hard dead hard to the pallet um or or sometimes just maybe not dead hard to the pallet drop the pallet and then dead hard afterwards so that he doesn't uh hit you and have so you have to mend um going back to one of the previous episodes that we talked about i think like the vault speed build will really help here um you just want to like try and vault these windows as quick as possible but saying that though he can shoot you through windows and pull you towards them and still get the hit so it's it's more difficult really um pallets are probably about your best friend when it comes to things like this but other than that i don't really i don't really have much information in the way of trying to dodge some of his chains like i said just try and vault some of these pallets as quickly as possible um but yeah if you can like hang around one of your teammates they can actually help you out as well so they can block the chains and then you'll break through a lot quicker and hopefully if it doesn't reach the end you won't get into the men state um but yeah it's just all about dodging and stuff taking corners as tight as possible try and jump over these windows so about what what about you uh, well, my um, my games going against Death Slingers, I'm not too great against them. They're one of the killers that I just don't like going against the most. But um, what I just try and keep in mind is keeping the line of sight blocked. You want to try and go to like high wall loops if possible, unless you're in a really sort of outdoors map. If you're unfortunate enough to be on um, sheltered woods, for example, there's really nothing that you can use apart from the odd jungle gym dotted about the place. Um, You'd want to try and avoid windows for the most part because when you get locked in that vaulting animation, he will just shoot you if he's got a line of sight and just keep you at that window and walk towards you and then just hit you through the window. Um, pallets are your best friend against a Death Slinger, but they're a very limited resource. Um, with Boon Circle of Healing really meta, um, you could try and keep one of those up as much as you can throughout the, throughout the whole trial. Use high walls as and when you can. Try and use the terrain to your advantage. If you've got a corn map, try and hope that the killer gets the old the odd bit of corn blindness here and there. Avoid the low wall tile, uh, the low wall sort of filler pallets in between. He will just shoot you over them. Uh, a good destinger will try and shoot you through any kind of any kind of crack in a wall, any kind of gap in shack, any kind of like gap in a railing as well. Um, so it's, it's really about your own sort of awareness. Yeah, Dead Hard will be really good against him just to get even closer to a pallet. Um, Shadow Step as well could potentially ruin a Death Slinger on the right map. But other than that, there's not a lot you can do other than just try and try and juke out a shot here and there. You can hear him raise his gun if he's close enough to you. Um, don't do like constant predictable left, right, left, right. He'll just wait for you to cross path in front of him and he'll just, he'll just shoot you at that point then. You want to go left... Go a little bit right, then go harder left maybe as well. Just try and keep it as unpredictable as you can. If you don't know what you're doing, then hopefully the killer doesn't know what you're doing as well. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Into the Fogcast podcast. Today, we have another guest. So, guest, 
first, tell us who you are and who you mean. Hi, I'm Jay. I'm a non-binary Dead by Daylight streamer who specialises in lesser played killers. These killers can be anywhere, anyone from Ghostface, um, Bubba, probably, probably even in some cases Crapper, but today I'm going to be focusing on uh, the subject of this episode, which is Deathslinger. And I'm here to just help anyone who wants to, you know, get good at him. <laughs> okay, so uh, when Deathslinger first came out, I really thought he was an interesting killer. And having played Battle Royale games, I really thought it might be very similar, but I was wrong. He plays a lot differently. But what do you enjoy playing about this killer? I can see where you're coming from with the comparison of Deathslinger being a lot... Like, like very similar to a lot of first-person shooters and a lot of shooter games. But the thing is, Deathslinger is a killer that brings a lot of those elements to Dead by Daylight, but at the same time, he flips them on its, on its head. Being a character with ranged abilities that need a melee uh, to actually be successful, he brings in the first-person shooter kind of aspect with his gun, but also at the same time, he brings in a lot of Dead by Daylight with his melee. So... Being the the thing is me being a person who has actually played like lesser play killers like Ghostface and Bubba, getting used to really buggy mechanics like Deathslinger's gun, how it is at the moment. Um, that's what I kind of like enjoy about him. I like that he is very buggy and very messy, kind of, and I feel like the best thing, um, not the best thing, but the most fun that I find out of Deathslinger is that he is very unpredictable and very random in a lot of things that he does. <laughs> uh, for what I enjoy about Killer, it is that randomness and that unpredictability that a lot of killers bring into the table. Oh, never a dull um, moment then, huh? <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, bringing like, the underdogs into the spotlight, uh, per se. Uh, well, thank you for coming along, Jay. It's great to have you here. So uh, first things first, should we start with your build? If you were going to play to win and you wanted to be as efficient as you possibly could, what would your go-to perk build be? And can you run us through the synergy of these perks with the killer's power as well? Uh, so with perks, with Deathslinger being the way that he is, I would say that valuing information and game delay is crucial to performing well, since it can gain some much-needed pressure, but also it also gives Deathslinger the much-needed ability to snowball from the information and the pressure that he puts onto Gens. So I think about, from what I remember, my current build persists, uh, consists of barbecue, pop, eruption, and save the best for last. These perks allow him to snowball quickly because save the best for last lets you use your gun more, lets you be more threatening, and lets you have that that range that you need, especially with the lower, um, with the higher time to aim down sights that he has now. And pop, uh, pop and eruption allows you to secure a three gen but also it lets you have case potential since you can go outside of your three gun and still pressure the guns by getting like a down. Um, with barbecue, I only really have it there just because, firstly, blood points, but also it is a very, it gives you information no matter what. So if survivors are very far away from you, you see the aura. If survivors are very close to you, you don't see the aura. So it's less of an on-off perk, it's more of just... I know where people are, and I know when I'm being threatened, and I know when I'm not being threatened, which is something that Deathslinger needs. Since if he knows that he's being threatened, then he can fake a pickup and maybe get a down, or maybe just like fake a pickup and play mind games with a lot of people and gain a lot of more pressure by like shooting them and bringing them back and like hitting them. 
And while someone's down on the floor, now you've got like three other people injured. And everyone now needs to heal and everyone needs to mend. And mostly just pressure. <laughs> so that's what that's, that build is about. Okay, so now that you've just run through the um, perk build, do you have any other perk builds in case people don't have certain killers unlocked? Like, for example, the free ones or even the ones that you can buy with shards? Uh, for perks that are... For like the perks that you can get from like killers from like uh clown and everything like that, uh shards, uh, like shards. Um the best build that I found uh for people who don't really can't they they can't like cough up the money for like um paid killers. The best build that I found that can substitute uh the other build that I said uh is a bit of mama, soppy, thano and goat. These perks just pile pressure onto survivors, but also you gain a little bit of information from Soppy and th and uh, Bitter Mama. Since even if you're losing the game, then you can actually have a chance of getting like one hook or probably just getting like a kill. So yeah, with Goal, you just you down someone, which you can do very easily as Deathslinger. Um, and therefore, if you're in like a three gun or something, you can secure that nearly as good as pop an eruption. So that build is also really good. I, I would even recommend that if you want to get better at Deathslinger, even if you have, like, paid killers, because it, it does rely a lot on you being good at him. Okay, well, everybody just likes to have fun um, in their games and let their hair down from time to time. But what's your, sort of, what's your idea of fun when you play Deathslinger? Do you have, like, any meme builds you like to you like to play with every now and then? Well, th this is the thing with Deathslinger. Deathslinger is one of those killers where everyone knows the meme builds. <laughs> Um, everyone knows the basic small tail radius sneak singer where you just aim down sight, like put yourself in there, you just aim down sights for the entire game and just sneak up to someone on a gen and you grab them and everyone laughs. But the main build that I like to run is Rickety Chain Iri Coin <laughs> because <laughs> you, you just don't get any value and everyone's like, at the end of the game, you look at the killer's add-ons and you're just like, why? Why are you running those two? You're stupid. And just... Overall, I just like reel people in, break the chain, and they see like it. Like I shoot them from very far away. They see eerie coin, but they they see the chain break in two seconds. Like what are you doing? You're stupid. So mostly, what I would say the best the best meme build is those two add-ons with like anything that, that you want. You can even want like coolophobia if you want to make them laugh even more. Okay, so this is going to depend on the perks that you use. But with any killer, you like to use the same set of add-ons. What works well together? What would you recommend people use? And what would you say is worth avoiding? The usual suspects, really. So, like, Cigar and Clue and Tobacco became very strong because of the uh, stun change, where basically now uh, Deathslinger's stun is um, equal to the amount of time that it takes for him to wipe his weapon after hitting someone, which I think is two seconds at the moment. Two or three. Um, so they changed that, but the thing is they didn't change Cigar or Clue and Tobacco, which are um, the stun add-ons. So now you can put throw on cigar, crew in tobacco, and you have a one second stun. So you'll just break your chain, and then you'll just instantly get back into the chase, and they'll at most make like a meter of distance, which is stupid. They need to change those add-ons, but those became very strong, so everyone's running that now. Um, there's also the other ones that everyone's been running since that thing was released. You know, warden's keys, ammo belt. Um, claw Breaker, Claw Smasher, people have been running now because of the aim down sights movement speed. Um, other than the usual suspects, I wouldn't really say that there are really any add-ons that really change him. Um, the best ones to run, though, are Warden's Keys and Ammo Belt. 
But that's the thing with Dessinger. It's a good and a bad thing. He isn't reliant on add-ons. The good part of that is that you get good at the base the base kit. But the bad thing is, is that you can't change his play style in a very massive way. Therefore, people just know how to play against him, no matter what. So I do wish there was more variety. Uh, other than me just being forced to say, you know, just run the Warden's Keys and I'm going to build, because that's just the best thing that you can run. And without it, you're basically throwing, because you, no, you have no time. So when going into a match, what strategy do you use, or does it depend on the map and perks? So whenever I talk about this, uh, since I talk a lot about strategy with a lot of my friends, um, Dessinger is something that I would like to call a fluid killer, which means he is a killer that always changes is always evolving, is always... You're always making up new strategies dependent on your situation. So I can't really give a set, go to an LT wall, play this way, or go to a jungle gym, play this way, or run the killer in this run the survival in this direction, because as the death singer, you have no control over the case, unless the person's injured. When the person is injured, you have the most control over the case because they are scared of your gun. And if you can play with their minds... Like doing a long moonwalk, which is basically you just commit to a moonwalk in like even after you turn the corner and just keep going and just hope that the survivor doesn't just walk around you or run around you. Um, or you look away from a pallet or window looking towards like the exit of the loop and instantly snap to the window and shoot, um, trying to catch them off guard. Um, other than those two, and saying that you should actually injure everyone at the start of the game, like a legion, because that's what Deathsinger is, he's a long-range legion, um, and trying to keep everyone mending, there's not really much I can say when it comes to strategy, because you need to learn that yourself. Because um, Deathsinger is a lot of, you know, trying and error, learning what works and learning what doesn't, learning what works for you, and just trying your best to make make your own playstyle. So, yeah, I can't really say much about strategy. So it's just point and shoot? Yeah, basically. And just learning what works for you. And like Huntress, if you see a lot of Huntresses, like you, what, you'll see like Coconut playing in one way, and then you'll see Umbra playing in another way, and then, you know, like they all play differently. There's No Huntress plays the same. They all have their own different spin on it. And that's the same with Deathslinger. Okay. Well, everyone has their own sort of playstyle that they like to stick to most of the time, and it work and it works well for them. But do you like to change your playstyle based on how the survivors are playing, or do you just stick to doing your own thing nearly all the time? It's very dependent on how the survive. Yeah, my playstyle is very dependent on how the, how the survivors play, because I th I thrive. De Deathsinger really actually, Deathsinger thrives off altruism. And whenever a team is altruistic, whenever a team is cocky, whenever a team is healing, whenever a team is, you know, up in your face and doing everything that they can to annoy you, that's when Deathsinger shines because he wants attention. He wants people to always be on his ass. Because if there's more people on your ass, then you have more, more chances to shoot them, more chances to catch them off guard. Because if they're cocky and you show that you're good, they're going to be scared. And if you scare them, they are going to play in a very different way. So what you're trying to do as Deathsinger, you're not trying to play defensive. You're trying to make the survivors play defensive. Because if the survivors are playing defensive, they're creeping up, they're healing, they're using boons, you gain more information because they're using boons. You hit someone, they go running in a different direction, and then you follow them, get the boon, like stuff it out, gain pressure that way and snowball. 
because they don't have exponential, they don't have a uh, circle of healing. Mostly, the main strategy that I have is trying to make people play defensive and try to make people as scared of me as possible. Because if you're if you're scared of me, you're you are going to run it early and you're gonna, you know, leave cleanse and do so many like risky actions or so, so many safe actions that basically stop you from winning the game because I'm going to win eventually if you keep playing defensive if that makes sense with the release of boon totems what do you think the totem spawns and how do you think they could be improved now this is something that I've actually been this is something I've been thinking about since boons have been released and I feel like here is the best, best place to say this I do not think boons were a good decision for Dead by Daylight at all. I do not think that survivors should have an ability on the same level as a hex at all. Because the thing is... That they can use over and over again as yeah, well. Yeah, because a hex is basically... The hexes are only there because as a killer, you are one person against four, you know? And therefore, you need something to help you through. And the reason why hexes are so overpowered is because the moment they're gone, that's it. It's gone. You can't do anything about that as a killer, you know? But the thing is with boons, you have like circle of healing. You have, no, like pre-nerf circle of healing, uh, exponential, shadow step. You have, you have, basically you're taking away the information, like shadow step. You're taking away the only source of information that a killer has in a case. Because if you have iron will or, yeah, if you have iron will, lucky break, or like something that hides your blood, then there's nothing that the killer goes off, you know? especially if you're healed and then you have exponential basically the strongest perk in the game at the moment in my opinion is unbreakable and the fact that we have a perk that gives you unlimited unbreakable is stupid especially if it's reusable and with circle of healing i do not think real make it should be on a boon and it should be stackable with other healing sources so mostly what i would do is if there's a boon uh the game makes a check for like it doesn't make a click, but basically goes like, oh yeah, you're in exponential. You have unbreakable. Unbreakable's, a f unbreakable's like faster recovery will not work. It'll only be exponential at that point. And um, there should be at least, in my opinion, a 60 second cool, a 60 or 90 second cooldown on boons. Where basically the moment that you put a boon into the map, you have a 90 second cooldown on exponential, circle of healing or shadow step. And you can't put up a boon until that 90 second or 60 second cooldown is up. I feel like those two changes would make boons a bit fairer. Or maybe like one of those changes would make it fairer. But I don't work at behaviour, I don't balance the game. But this is what I think. That, um, that cooldown on the ability to place down a boon it's the first time i've heard that's quite unique to me it's the first time i've heard that as a suggestion that's a pretty good one i think yeah because it would balance it on the same level as a hex in my opinion yeah would it be a cooldown starting from when they place the boon down or a cooldown starting from when the boon gets smuffed i think it should be from when they place the boon down because then what, what you could do as like a smart survivor is be like oh yeah my team needs to get up i might as well just throw go, go up to this like totem that's out in the open will be snuffed in five seconds, but if it saves the team, I might as well just go up to the spoon and bless it. And yeah, it'll be snuffed in five seconds, but you just saved your team, you know? And therefore, 90 seconds later, you can be like, oh yeah, I'm thinking ahead. I'm going to put a boon here. And 
therefore that that cooldown that starts at the start of that boon would be a bit a bit fair, I think. And you could actually think ahead. Yeah, one thing that I was thinking as well, which might actually be a bit overpowered, but I don't know about this. If you place down a boon, you cannot place down another boon. Yeah, and then the, until that boon. And then the sooner snuffed. the killer can snuff it, the uh, the more downtime it has on a cooldown as well. I don't know about that. Like instead of the cooldown, I don't know about that though. So what? You, so what you're saying basically, you just can't move it to the other side of the map until it's been snuffed. Yeah, basically, it's either that or the cooldown. I feel like the cooldown will be fairer, but the other like uh, point that I brought up would be like a a a creative idea, you know. Okay, that's some very some very good ideas there. I think. Um, so with the um, amount of games you've had as Deathslinger, I bet you've had some sort of really really fun, memorable games. Uh, would you like to tell us about any like great moments you've had in your Deathslinger games? I actually uh, used to do a series. I don't do it now. Uh, I am bringing it back though, which was called Short Slinger Montage. I started this like when I first started playing Deathslinger, and it was just a bunch of clips to some music w- with just. Deathsinger shots from like pre-nerf Deathsinger and it shows you just how fucking stupid he was with his instant aimed out sights and one of the best clips I ever got oh it was Coldwind do you know the LT walls on Coldwind yeah yeah so it was Coldwind I was at the L wall and the guy was going to was at the T wall yeah mm-hmm. no actually just passing into the T wall shot him at the bowels and brought him towards the window and hit him. And it was like, that's the moment I knew Deathsinger was busted and he needed to be nerfed. Was it that shot? Well, I hope you nodded at the window. I didn't nod at the window. I just thought it did. Just aimed down sights of her. I just started nodding, aimed down sights. <laughs> oh. And it was just like, I need to put that into a montage. I, I have it up there somewhere. I'll probably like link you it after. But it's like, what the fuck is this game oh yeah there was like another bit in one of the montages which was like do you know old shack how it had like a lot of like like wooden planks like kind of like oh yeah it had like gaps you can shoot through right there was one near the pallet which was this like curved piece of wood yeah Mm -hmm. and what you could do you could shoot through it from like very far away so what i did i hit it twice in one game and it was i i brought them through the pallet outside into a tree and just swerved around the tree and hit them it was just like why, Beautiful. Why could I get away with this? And why does this killer exist? <laughs> oh, it's stupid. Like pre-nerf Deathsinger, it, it, you will know just how broken he was and why he got nerfed the way that he did. <laughs> so now that you've mastered Deathslinger, what advice would you give to new players or even your past self? Do not beat yourself up. You are going to miss shots. You are going to play like shit. You are going to go like, what the fuck am I doing? And you will forget some things because there's a lot of things with, with Dessinger that you need to keep in mind. Um, Me in a nutshell. And basically what you need to do is just keep calm. And if you miss a shot, who cares? You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna probably hit it next time. And if you keep missing, it's okay. It's a way to, The way to improvement is littered with failure. That, that's just all it is. So mainly just keep calm, don't beat yourself up, and mostly don't blame yourself for failure, learn from it, record your gameplay, look back at it, and go like, this is how I, this is how I could uh, improve, and this is how we could improve. Because if, if your head is clear, you're going to go up to 
you're going to go, like, into a match, notice all these holes and these different loops and go, like, what the fuck? I can shoot through that. Because <laughs> you're not thinking of anything else. You're just thinking of how stupid would this be and will this make the survivor laugh? <laughs> okay, well, with all of the jungle gyms and the LT walls and all of the long walls and killer shacks, do you have, like, a favourite tile you prefer to play on when you're being looped by a survivor? Okay, this is going to be a very unpopular opinion, and I think this is the first time you've ever heard a killer main say this. Oh, we love unpopular opinions. Of course we do. Long haul jungle gyms. That's the second time that we've heard it. Oh. Uh, first one was Blight. <laughs> yeah, not as Damn. unpopular as you think. Oh. Lilith does love his jungle gyms. He does. His jungle gyms and shacks, he loves. But, um... Mm. The main reason why is because, do you know the thing I was talking about where, like, you look away from a window and instantly snap back? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Everyone falls for it on a long haul long haul game. You might say, oh yeah, maybe I don't. You do. Because you're, you're scared and you don't know what the killer's doing, so you're like, what's he doing? You peek around the corner, get shot. <laughs> and it's just like, I, I, that's the reason I love that, because everyone falls for it and it's just so fun to hit. That 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 loop is what made me good at Death Singer. Honestly, I I would not be the same Death Singer player if I if that loop never existed. See, I would have thought, <laughs> I would have thought, yeah, I would have thought that the long walls wouldn't have been an option. I thought it would have been something like, um, you know, the ones where you've got like Auto Haven, where you've got like cars yeah. and like rubble, and then you have got a pallet in the middle. I thought those ones yeah. would have been the best ones because. Yeah. They, let's say, for example, the long wall. If you shoot somebody from one side to the other, hmm. all they've got to do is go to the other side, and the wall will break the chain. Yeah, but this is the thing. Whereas when you've got when you've got something like, you know, the um, rubble in the middle with a pallet, you can actually your chain will go over the rubble, and you can actually bring them towards you. But this is the thing: people don't think about this. You can fuck with people's heads as death singer because everyone's scared of your gun. So if you're looking away from something, people are going to take the safest option and vault the window because they're scared of you coming around the corner and shooting them. So what you do, you go inside of the jungle gym, wait for them to go to the window, fake going away, and instantly snap to the window and shoot them. Because if you're playing on the inside, they have they have the option of running away, but do you really think that a cocky survivor or someone who is, like, you know, clicking their flashlight or anything like that, do you think they're going to run away from the loop? No, they're going to stay near the killer. And they're going to check what the killer's doing, and then therefore they die. <laughs> so just for that thought alone, that's the reason why like a long wall jungle gem is my favourite. <laughs> I always thought the long walls would be pretty good for Deathslinger because they're quite sort of long corridors. Not the middle bit with the lockers, that's quite a bit wider, but hmm. those two either side where it's a little bit more narrow, if you're if they're down those and you're just round the other side, you can yeah. quite easily get a shot on them down that narrow corridor and just pull them in before they even reach the corner. Yeah, and the thing is, learning wheeling, that that loop actually makes you learn wheeling at a very like in in a very three D way, which is like, if I if I put basically if you don't know, walking forward, um, walking forward pulls Death Singer towards the survivor, therefore the survivor has more control over the train. Walking backwards pulls the survivor towards you, giving Death Singer more control over the train. So therefore. That that loop is what makes you learn chain, like chain management and like how to reel people in, how to uh, use your movement, how to abuse your movement as Death Singer when reeling. And it makes you realise, oh yeah, my power is more than just point and shoot. It's also reeling. Okay, well, this next one is a bit of a hot topic for a lot of people right now. But um, 
it's MMR. Yep. So MMR has been in the game for a little while now. Have you noticed a significant change in your games? What are your opinions on MMR as well? My opinion on MMR is that it doesn't work and my experience with it is my games have never changed. Like maybe maybe I had one or two games with Sweat Squads, but other than that, I don't really complain about MMR. I don't really see it as an issue. I don't really see it as this big thing that really changed the game. So no matter what my waiting is, if I lose a game, I don't care. If I win a game, I don't care. I just care if I made people laugh, if I made people, if I get, let people have fun, you know? So other, other than like maybe one or two sweat squads, now nah, my games have always been memes and they will continue to be memes, even with MMR. So when, when you're chasing survivors, how do you know when you need to use your redeemer? Um, it's people people are expecting like a very yes or no answer like oh yeah they go to a window and their item disappears therefore you need to pull up your gun but that's easy mainly the main thing that i can say and this is the way i learned learn how to use use of the redeemer learn it yourself i i can't sit here and be like this is how you aim i'm not good i'm not able to grab your mouse and play for you i i'm not able to do that um mainly just go onto every map Go into every game, just expect to miss. And the reason why I'm saying that is because if you if you expect to miss, you're going to be like, maybe next time if I expect to hit something, maybe then I can learn. Maybe, maybe then I can look back on the look back at this and go like, oh yeah, maybe if I move my mouse a bit a bit to the right, a bit to the left, you know, because like, learn it yourself. It's a very, it's. It, it's a, it's a thing that takes a lot of time and a lot a lot of practice to build up the muscle memory. Um, but also the main thing that you need to understand as well is that the initial shot doesn't matter. What actually matters is getting the hit. So, is it less about how to use the redeemer? Is how to use your cane, if that makes sense. Right, so going off of that as well, like, could you use your redeemer to maybe like? There's a lot of survivors that are always looking behind them at what you're doing and trying to keep an eye on you if they happen to know where they're going and where the obstacles are. Could you maybe like raise your gun up to make them think you're going to shoot and then make them sort of frightened a bit and turn a certain corner thinking they're safe? There's something else uh, you can do actually, which is a lot of people say, oh yeah, this um, this also baits out dead heart, but you can also bait out pallets by doing this. Looking up. For some reason, whenever... Any killer attacks, they always look up. So what you can do, you can just, while you're walking, without even raising up your gun, look up. And um, sometimes if you want to raise your gun to make people panic, it doesn't really work that much because people have become wise to it. Um, mostly hit your shots and then people will be scared because it's not you raising up your gun. It's the fact that you can raise up your gun that will make them scared. If that makes sense, because if some is if, if let's say like a billy, you're not scared of the billy raising up the chainsaw. You're scared of what the billy will do if they raise up their chainsaw. I guess you got to play as safe as you can, right? Yeah. So basically, be as good as you can, and be and basically like practice as much as you can to hit your shots. Because when you hit your shots over and over and over again in the same game, people are going to start to be scared of you, and they're going to dodge even if you have your your gun down, you know? Okay. Well, how have you learned his chain management and how has it affected your gameplay? Chain management was something that I learned very early, actually. 
Um, being someone who grew up on like Quake, Team Fortress 2, Halo, uh, I, I learned first person shooter mechanics uh, very easily. But crane management was something new to me, as it's always, always interested me uh, how someone can control another, how one player can control another player's movement. L like, that's never really been done in a first person shooter. Uh, the only time it's really been done is with Roadhog and Overwatch, but even then it was very linear. Um, so, crane management, for anyone who doesn't know, is managing your crane through um, the strength of the crane. So basically, you're, whenever you shoot a survivor and when you're reeling them in, the strength of the crane goes down chromatically uh, on a couple of different instances. Like, by the way, reeling does not use up the crane. That's a big misconception. Um, I practice. I saw this in a in a kill your friends. Even if you do not wheel someone, it will be it would burn the crane at the same weight as if you were wheeling them. Um, so once you know that, then you can abuse the crane more. But also, what you can learn as well is burning your crane happens at a constant weight, which basically means if you burn your crane on one loop, it'll burn the same no matter what. If you if your crane is going through a wall for the same amount of time, so what you can do is like let's say I'm at middle and rock loop, yeah, the one with the mm -hmm. pallet and the crane, yeah, yeah. Um, what you can do, you can literally just let the survivor drop the pallet, shoot them, go around the rock, and still hit them. <laughs> there's no skill there. You just walk around the rock, and there's nothing the, the survivor can do. Um, so the moment that you know that, the moment that you learn how your crane ticks down and the thing is it's a very mechanical thing this is something that people need to learn themselves um you you will get the timing down though it will become like a mental thing that will always happen when you shoot someone um you'll see that crane ticks down but then you wouldn't even care because what you can do you can end your crane early and because you have a normal lunge just a lunge around the corner and just hit them <laughs> so also one thing that you can do as well if someone is trying to take a hit Pull the survivor, the survivor you're reeling in, even if your crane's burning, by the way. Pull the survivor in, put them behind the survivor that's going to take the hit, and swing around the survivor and hit the person behind them. Oh, yeah, I've, I've done that a couple of times as well, actually. Because that's, that's pretty satisfying to do. Yeah, because if you... Basically, I think it is three metres. No, not th two metres is when uh, auto-aim comes into effect. So... Pull them in from th like three meters, and because you have like a three meter lunge, what you can do, you just swing around the person who is two meters away from you, kill the person you claimed, and the survivor is always just like, "What happened? How?" <laughs> yeah, and then the other survivor that was trying to take the hit, they're still there. You can just reload and do the same to them. Yeah, you gain more pressure as well because you have someone down, and then you, therefore you have mending on someone, and th there's so many things you can do from there. So. Learning how your crane is managed is very important. Uh, so I would say value crane management over your aim, I would say. As we all know, Deslinger's a major nerf to his terror radius, aim down sights, and his basic attack after aiming down sights. And a lot of people who used to play him don't really play him anymore. Do you think he needs to be reverted, or do you think he could have changed this nerf in another way? I have always said this. Even when Deathslinger came out, because I knew how stupid... ADS spam is. If you don't know what ADS spam is, it's aim down sights spam. 
which was Desinger used to be able to just walk around and just spam M2 and just have no cooldown and have no downside to it, which was fucking annoying. If I, I know that you guys were around during that. It, it just, how did they let that get into the game? But what I've always said was, give him a one second cooldown when he exits in downsides. He shouldn't have a cooldown. He shouldn't have... He shouldn't be punished for using his power, but he should be punished for abusing it, if that makes sense. Yeah, perfect sense. So if he has a one-second cooldown coming out of aim down sights, but he doesn't have that slow aim down sights time, good slingers will just snap and shoot you, which is fine. That, that's a good slinger, you know? It's just like a huntress waiting up a hatchet and hitting you, you know? No one would have a problem with that. It's just the fact that he could just turn a corner and just spam ADS and they, you, were for, you were forced to uh, dodge. Uh, so if he had that one second cooldown, he wouldn't be that bad, I don't think. So mostly, revert his aim in time, but do not revert his like, aim out time, which is basically him putting away his gun. That's what I would say. So bring back quick scoping Deathslinger. Uh, yeah, so let him quick scope, but don't let him spam. If that makes sense. Yeah, kind of like how um, Pyramid Head got hit with a very similar sort of thing. When he would take um, stop using his power, he couldn't use his M1 for like a second. Am I right in thinking that? Uh, yeah, basically they added a one second cooldown to him coming out of it, but he could he could still instantly put his knife into the ground and instantly hit you. Yeah. And people were like, I can still dodge it. That, that would be the same with Death Singer at that point. Okay, so just a follow-up question onto the last one that Jamie asked. Are there any other changes that you think he needs? He needs more variety in his add-ons. He needs a lot more variety in his add-ons because I think everyone has noticed this. Deathsingers won one of two add-on combos. Stun or reload, and that's it. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a Deathsinger since his release that has not ran one of those two. And I think you guys have seen it too. Where basically, that's all Deathsingers won. So maybe if he had something that was like... Like, when he aims when he aims down... Like, Deathsinger is 115, but when he aims down sights, he's 65% movement speed or some shit like that. Just something out of the fucking box, you know? Or like, something like... Deathsinger can use his gun to jump or some shit like if you aim, if you aim at the floor you can jump oh like um the commando guy from team fortress 2 yeah um soldier soldier that was like it. god i sounded like, like a right boomer then didn't i <laughs> you, you can like harpoon jump imagine that like you're you're on like uh this do you know the balcony on normand yeah yeah you're on the balcony on normand and destiny just aims at the floor and just jumps up to you and just hits you <laughs> Just like something... Give Deathlinger a grappling gun instead, like a, <laughs> like a Batman grappling gun. He could just shoot up and pull himself up with his own gun. I would love that. Like you shoot a survivor who's on higher ground as you, and if you walk forward, you can like climb up or something like that. Like, it, it's do something, do something fucking insane with his power because he has the power that lets him do that. You know, just do something because the thing is, his iridescent add-ons are boring, or basically have no benefit to him. Because who cares about aura reading when you're reeling someone in? You can barely see around you. Who cares about exposure? It's boring. We've already seen that on Huntress and Trickster and Blight and every other killer, actually. Um, just like, 
do do something with his power that is fucking insane. Like like Crapper. Crapper at the moment has something called um Russian roulette crapper, which is basically you run coffee grounds and iridescent iridescent brick, yeah. And every thirty seconds you have a speed boost and the survivors just can't tell. <laughs> it's just like let let it Oh yeah, I know that. I've only ever seen that been used once. I forgot all about that. <laughs> it's fun. It's it's just really fun because there's there's so much stuff you can do with his power, and I'm just so saddened that they didn't take the chance to do it. Cause like, d- do something wacky, make him into a meme. You know, the community's crying out for it. We need a meme killer. We need it. Except for Filippo Como, who hides in the corner for the rest of the game, and you can start teabagging and flashlighting him and bullying him, and then he DCs and cries. <laughs> Poor Phil. <laughs> but like, other than that, I wouldn't really notice, and I wouldn't really say that he needs any other changes. Just make him wacky. Make every killer in the game wacky. Make it so Blight can moon rush out like with every single rush in the game. So, like, you know, just like for April Fools, every single rush that Blight does, he starts moon rushing. <laughs> I want the game to be more fun. I've always said that. I just want the game to be fun. Well, well, thank you for the interview. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for coming on by, Jay. You've been a delight. Thanks, and thanks for having me on. Honestly, um, I just want to say. Um, you guys have been absolute gems, and I wish you the best. Thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome. If you've listened to the end, we would like to thank you. And if you want to hear more interviews like this, then please subscribe or visit the website. If you're on Apple Podcasts, then please give us a review, as it really helps our show get out there. And for most other platforms, just simply give us a rating. This interview was recorded on patch 5.5.0. I would like to thank Jay for the interview. Myself, Jamie Lee 2K, and Tofa for co-hosting the interview and for being a part of the intro. Any links will be in the description of the podcast and we look forward to you hearing the next one.